Well, Manis, this this is our third holiday movie for the month for fourth start number four, four. and yeah. we and we did a good one. <laughs> good one. We did an actual holiday movie where the holiday is at the the center of the movie. Even Santa with muscles didn't have this much like Christmas spirit to it. <laughs> it it really didn't. And Lindsay, I don't blame you for not wanting to be on that episode. <laughs> I I got a brief synopsis of the movie and I'm intrigued, but also I feel like I got the gist. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like how you're like, um, don't watch that in this house. Go watch that somewhere else. <laughs> hey, that was his choice. He could have watched it here. <laughs> don't yeah. put that in our queue, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I came home and I was just like rambling about it. It was so crazy. Yeah. Like a lot of like, no, you don't understand. Like this happened and also this. It was like you were a conspiracy theorist around a movie that actually exists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yes, folks, definitely go back and listen to Santa and Muscles um, if you can. It is, whoo, boy, it is. Uh, it's worth the zero cost of admission from Voodoo thanks to Walmart.com. That's all I can say. <laughs> but today we bring you the Santa Claus 1994's Tim Allen classic, and like prime Tim Allen, right? Not a prime, but it was like emerging Tim Allen, right? It was like season four of home improvement it was right before toy story in the next year and so on like he was about to boom and then we get the santa claus so um it is pretty prime to melon yeah he's yeah. got his like shtick figured out at this point as mm-hmm. an actor for sure uh premise uh man who disbelieves in anything fun uh is divorced and kills santa and becomes santa by putting on his clothes mm-hmm. that's and right yeah. the that's, that's the now. premise of this 1994 children's movie. Yeah, I just want to be in that picture in 93 and they were like, hear me out. What if Santa dies? Yeah, because that implies like, I think everyone before this movie was probably under the impression of like, oh, you know, Santa's a timeless being. Like he was, he's always been there. Like, I feel like no one really thinks about Santa being born or dying. And this yeah. one's like, oh no, you you didn't think he could die? He could fucking die. Yeah, it raises the question, <laughs> like how many Santas have there been? Yeah. You know, oh, how, yeah. what's the turnover like in that position? Do they have the normal human lifespan? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> we're we're going to get there. We definitely have those questions here. So this is False Start. I got my co-host, Manny's Clancy and Lindsay Heyman. And we're going to go over this Santa Claus uh, bit by bit by asking hot topic questions and then making some statements and argue back and forth on the important topics of Santa Claus because that is what you didn't ask for, but that is what we were bringing for you. So first off, <laughs> hot topic number one of the Santa Claus. Uh, if you notice in the beginning of the movie, in the top left corner, like literally the very beginning, as the uh, castle's being uh, drawn on the screen, mm-hmm. it said crudeness and tobacco depiction. <laughs> I, That's right. I, I love that it was just like primed and ready to warn you, kids, this is a different time in 94, don't yeah. do what they have here. Well, yeah. I feel like that's like prime dare era also. Mm-hmm. Like when oh, they yeah. had to start putting that kind of stuff in there. Yeah. Dare fi- dare figured a lot into the Santa with muscles episode, actually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken, like in the movie uh, on, on uh, Tim Allen's first trip out as Santa Claus immediately after committing murder, uh, he, uh, <laughs> he instead of taking a cookie from one of the houses that he visits, he steals like a cigar. Like there's a box of cigars or something. Yes. And he goes back up the chimney with a cigar in his mouth. God. I think that's the extent of it. I don't think they even show him smoking the cigar. 
but I'm glad for that. I'm glad for that warning. You know, it kept me on my toes. Yeah, I feel like the only other time I could imagine it is in that for in like the very very beginning where he's at that like work party or whatever yes. like maybe someone was casually smoking in the room but yeah. that would have been very minor mm-hmm. no they just joked about a ceo having an affair that's all they were doing <laughs> yeah i love it that they're like ha, ha, ha. yeah we are mm-hmm. <laughs> like- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but for 1994 the first thing we see in this movie is uh, a black woman getting equal credit for success <laughs> on a project as a white man which is pretty ahead of its time i yeah. guess did Sadly. she know? I'm glad you, you saw that. I forgot to put that in one of my questions, but I feel like she was definitely stepped over and man's immediately. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the second she started speaking, he was like, Nope, my speech. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. <laughs> but glad you're here for the ride. So mm-hmm. hot topic two. What would be your emergency go-to Christmas dinner restaurant? So Scott Calvin burns a turkey mm-hmm. being the single dad that he is and then goes to the only place that he can go to, which is in his town, a Denny's. Now, let me let me say this. I'll, I'll, while you think about that, a funny story happened to me last Christmas. We were driving through uh, Savannah to Jacksonville because we took the family for a cruise that, that uh, Christmas last year. And the only place open in the area in Savannah was a Waffle House. And we get there. You know, my 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 son, he's had Waffle House before. It's it's okay. My daughter's gluten free, so it's a little challenging. And she she gets in, she's kind of pouty. I'm like, look, baby, like there's there's um there's eggs. She doesn't like eggs. There's bacon. Uh, there's hash browns. And then 20 minutes into the meal, she's like, knees to her chest, pouty, squabbled in like the little chair. And I was like, what's wrong? She's like, this place is really dirty. Mm. so then i walked her out to the parking lot so she can cry it out i gave her a big hug and i looked over and i was like honey i don't know oh wait hang on hang on and then i text my wife i was like hey how would you feel if we got gummy bears uh cheetos and uh an apple juice for her dinner and she's like you know go with it and i was like all right cool so (laughs) that's how we saved the day there so we had a gas station and waffle house on christmas what would be your go-to emergency well, mm. Waffle House was definitely going to be uh, something I was going to mention just because it's never not open. Like if it's closed, mm. then it's, you mm-hmm. know, there's probably like a bad hurricane coming. But I think another one that I would go for is Chinese food, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. which I actually did do one year because we had some like, you know, illness in the family. We weren't able to like put together a, the like the usual meal. Um, but Chinese places come through. I know that's like the stereotype for what like Jewish people mm-hmm. do on Christmas, <laughs> but like it's open and I love Chinese food. So I'd probably do that. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, dinner from Regal Hollywood Cinemas. Oh, my God. I'm going with a plate of uh, corn dog nuggets with some hot nacho cheese to dip Ooh, them in. Nice. And uh, some snow caps uh, for dessert. I like, and a huge slushy. I like the way that you refer to Regal Hollywood Cinemas as if it's a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm making a- you know the popular rest. Throughout Regal yeah. Hollywood Cinemas. I'm making a 7:30 reservation at Regal <laughs> Hollywood Cinemas. I'm sitting. <laughs> I'm sitting at. It's it's really like a fast casual place, mm. but <laughs> yeah, 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 fast casual. It's a it's a fast casual meal that you eat over the course of two and a half hours. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's yeah. got that part of a luxury restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, and there happens to be a so giant screen favorite. showing a movie in front of me. What a bonus! Yeah, yeah, precisely. <laughs> yeah. I miss uh, places called Cinnabar, which is I think, I think it's a Regal Cinema like subsidiary. But it's it was there's one in Charleston I went to a couple years ago, 
and it's it's a it's a regular movie theater when you walk in kind of but there's like a big bar area and then when you get into the theater there's a long table bar in front of the each row of seats and then you push a button to order your food and it's like real gourmet food they bring out to you yes mm-hmm. yeah so. unironic my unironic version of that answer is uh alamo draft alamo. house I can't remember what it's called. Uh, yeah. there's Ooh. there's one uh it's a thing like it's mostly out west and like sort of in, in like uh in southwest i think for the most part but they've mm-hmm. started to expand in the last like five or so years and there's one uh, in my hometown now, and uh, that place is great. I, yeah. Anytime I'm home, I make it a point to go see a movie at the Alamo Draft House and get some like loaded fries and like a milkshake or something. It's really good. Yeah, Very nostalgic I, I, for I you. Been. It was mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah. Not topic number three. Let's talk about the Santa Claus. Is it a little Game of Thronesy? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, whoever we're... kills Santa becomes the new Santa. We were talking yeah. about later in the movie, like at the very end when it's like, it's all wrapping up and it's like all nice. And Charlie's like, I think I'm going to go to the, into the family business. And we are like, is he going to kill his dad? Like, <laughs> is, this, is this what he's implying? Is he going to his dad off a roof? There was a kid yeah. in his class that even like, said that. Because like, we hear like, about- so If I kill you, that means I become the Santa Claus? Yeah, I feel like too many people are on the same page that murder is what's required. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say yes, it is Game of Thronesy. Yeah, I, one of the IMD fun facts about this movie is that the rejected tagline was "In the game of Santa's, you win or you die." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly why the sleigh is called the Iron Sleigh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, number four, are snow globes a little overrated? I've never had a snow globe ever and i feel like it's so it's kind of weird and kind of cool but at the same time it's like it's one of those decorations you just don't put out all year because it's snow and it's weird especially mm-hmm. in the south or like if, it, if it's a southern mm-hmm. snow globe it's got to be like muddy water you know mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like i had a snow globe that was like mm, like a sand snow globe like it was like a <laughs> tropical one like it's a very like floridian tchotchke thing i feel mm-hmm. like <laughs> Um, I think my favorite part of snow globes is like the ones that have music that are like also you can, you know, twist the bottom, like when they're almost dying and they get really loud and start like screaming whatever song Mm -hmm. is in there, like a one last hurrah. Yeah, I do like that aspect because it's really (laughs) funny when you twist it and you think it's going to be a nice like jingle bells and it's like. (laughs) The uh, the thing I've always found about uh, snow globe ownership is that it's never as fun as just like walking down the aisle of a store and shaking up a snow globe one time because mm-hmm. it feels like you're like fucking fucking something up and breaking something, but it's okay. You know, you're making a mess, but it's not a problem. When you actually bring it home, like that feeling is not indefinite once you own it. Plus, yeah, I feel a like- lot of snow globes, like the water will evaporate yeah. after several years. And there's like a bubble in the top. I feel yeah. like snow globes could be improved if there was like you could turn it on and it would constantly circulate the snow. Because yes. like the fact that it just for the vast, vast majority of its life, it's just sitting with all of the shit in the bottom. Yeah. You know, like it's not, <laughs> it's not like you don't get to experience the snowiness. Mm-hmm. But if you could like regularly circulate that yeah. water then i think they would be infinitely cool yeah and so often like in movies and tv especially like a snow globe 
in a scene will usually be like somebody stares into a snow globe and is magically transported back to a place in their memory mm-hmm. or someplace else in the world that they've never been or something like that. Like it's just, just a, in, in their mind. It's just like a Santa crystal ball. Yeah. Yeah. But spoiler alert guys, that does not happen in real life with snow globes. Like you're just kind of <laughs> looking at it and you're like, Oh that, yeah, that kind of looks like the Eiffel tower or whatever <laughs> it is that's in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do was appreciate the Lord that give them to make it basically like a crystal ball for Santa season though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a it's a crystal ball, but it's also like a pager for Charlie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Was hiring a ton of kids genius or was it low budget? And if it was, does it infringe (laughs) on child labor? Just saying. So Mm. in the in the movie, it's implied that they're very old. Like, do they age in reverse or they're just they look like children and they're like really, really old? They look like children, but they're really, really old. Okay. But he's talking. He's talking about like oh, behind, the, actual behind the scenes. Behind stuff. The oh, scene. I'm sure that was yeah. way cheaper. Yeah. But also, I feel like having a lot of adult elves like feels weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like I would trust them less. Yeah. You know, like if yeah. it was a bunch of adults being like, "Hello, you're Santa now. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go to work in like this office building yeah. that's basically the North Pole," and be like, "Ugh, I yeah. don't want that. Like, don't." Yeah. No. The the thing about like. Uh, the nineties were not a great time to be a child actor for sure. (laughs) Like in terms of like being cared for and looked after and everything. But if we, if we give this movie the benefit of the doubt and say they're doing everything right and treating their child actors, right. It was probably great because part of being a child actor is getting on set tutoring and being there with like 40 other children. It feels like, you know, it might be a little bit like a sense of normalcy in that like, oh, it actually feels like I'm sitting in a class as opposed to being one of one or two child actors on a set mm-hmm. of, you know, any other big movie and uh, just yeah, s- sitting, in, sitting in a trailer with a tutor, yeah. you know, I think it was probably, you know, I'm giving this movie a lot of the benefit of the doubt that it probably doesn't deserve the lead actor is, is a co- no, the lead actor actually, is a cocaine mule. So. I know, but now that I'm thinking about it, I actually think that like the kid, a lot of the kid, I, I remembering, I'm remembering this. I'm pretty sure this is real. Uh-huh. A lot of the kids who are in the movie were of age that they still believed in Santa, and Tim Allen like didn't come out of character a lot because uh-huh. that is a true behind the scenes. Yes, because he didn't want to like ruin it for them, which I think is uh-huh. so sweet. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, Tim Allen. I called you a cocaine mule a second ago. He can be a cocaine mule and also be a guy who cares about preserving the magic of Christmas. Yeah, I mean, Tim yeah. Tim Allen was was arrested back in the eighties for being a cocaine addict. So exactly. Yeah. You know. You can be you know. both. <laughs> Look, you know, he's like the redemption story that Robert Downey Jr. was. That's all it is. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number six. Scott only works one month of a year is that a sweet deal or a major time crunch (laughs) it's a pretty sweet deal because i guess he doesn't really need to oversee the toy making for the rest of the year yeah it seems like bernard really runs the show yeah yeah as like the one like team Mm -hmm. and i was thinking about this like what does he do for the rest of the year like does he continue to work at the toy company like as scott calvin or like What's the deal with that? Does he make money being Santa Claus to like afford his house? Well, I mean, they elaborate in the later ones, but I feel like they could have given more info in this one. Uh What do they say in the later ones? He does spend the most majority of the time at, or like he splits time at the North Pole. He does end up like overseeing some stuff and like kind of lives there. Okay, I see. Yeah. Yeah. And like since he can 
you know, bop back and mm-hmm. forth so quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a big deal. I also yeah. realized over the course of watching this that I think I've actually seen the second one more than the first. Mm-hmm. I think so I, too. Like, I feel honestly. like I weirdly have I my like my family owns like the the VHS or DVD of the second one, but not the first one. So yeah. we ended up watching that one a lot. I mean, this one came out a year before I was born, so. Like, I mean, I've seen this one a lot of times though. Yeah. Still. I yeah. mean, I was one year old. But I, don't I just think mean like, like I would have <laughs> I would have actually like seen advertising for the second one and stuff yeah. like that yeah. by the time it came out. Yeah. I think me as an older person now, when I look at the because I, I don't remember anything from the second one. And I've never seen the third one because I think the third one was like one of the lowest rated movies of the all time. The third one is so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think I watched it one time and was like, wow, that was a waste of time. The second second one's honestly not that bad. It's like a decent sequel. But when I see the cover, it makes me, because I think of Lost, because that was one of the main characters, Julia from Lost. So I just, I can't get that like image in my brain. Uh, (laughs) Very, very missed show. Unless you just hated the fifth season, which I I get. Uh, Number seven, why is Neil's clothing choice so bad? (laughs) Constantly made fun of the entire time. Yeah. And like, weren't sweaters like that more common then? I think so. I feel like, yeah, but even still, everyone's yeah. <laughs> like hating on it. I don't know. Maybe this was like some, maybe this is just some like 90s joke that we don't get. Maybe like 90s therapists were known for having yeah. bad fashion choices. Could be. In reality, they were probably just like, let's, you know, give us another way to dump on this character. Let's make yeah. him wear dumb outfits so we can make fun of him for that too yeah even though he's like in the like uh canon of like you know movie stepdads who are cast as like a villain but aren't really that bad yeah like he's justified in thinking Mm -hmm. that scott is totally insane and like looking out for the mental health of his like girlfriend and stepchild yeah yeah i think they're married oh in the movie yeah oh okay but i also think he, he does step on her toes a little bit it is her kid Oh yeah, you totally. know it's her kid. It's you know like he he she is the mom. Totally, but yeah. also it, he he clearly cares about Charlie, yeah. and it's not like he's not a bad guy. Yeah, and he's not wrong for thinking that. No, the whole situation absolutely is crazy. not. No, yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's I what? think it was just to be able to dump on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember, he's a stepdad. He's a villain automatically. Disney. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like there was really a run of movies where they were like step parent. They're bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it's like that's a very common what a, yeah, what scenario a, what a where shitty, it like works out fine. I know. Yeah. Uh, what's with the body shaming in Scott's office? Oh my god! And but also, <laughs> I like I don't think I would have said something right away. But if someone showed up after seeing them like very recently and they put on like fifty pounds in like yeah. a week. I think I would be appalled, but I don't know yeah. that I would be like, oh, your weight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, there's no beating around the bush what they're talking about. Yeah. I mean, they really established that this is like, uh, like kind of like yuppie workplace where mm-hmm. they really yeah. order like, you know, tons of salads and mm-hmm. no oil on my pasta and stuff like that. But putting myself, in a situation like that, I still don't think I would say anything. Even if I no. was part of a workplace or a community where like one of the agreed upon things generally was like, we all eat really healthy around here and we take care of ourselves. And somebody came in looking like that. I still don't think I would say something right away. Yeah. Cause it, like when he came in, he was wearing like the, the blazer and sweatpants. Like I don't, there was no one outside the company there. It wasn't like they had clients in and they were supposed to look really nice and do all mm-hmm. that. Like it was just inside the company. Yeah. You know, I feel like they really freaked. It wasn't like they mm-hmm. were having to present themselves. Yeah. 
and look really good, put on a good face to outside people. Like, yeah. It was just the same co- and, just within the company. And this movie also takes place over a much longer period of time than you think, because like yeah. it starts on Christmas Eve and ends on the next Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. Right. So all this stuff is happening over a long enough period of time that, you know, seeing somebody change that much in a year is pretty drastic, but the movie makes it feel so much faster than yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But even still, I don't, I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel comfortable commenting on somebody else's weight. Gain. No, if like, I would say like worst case scenario, you would just maybe like make eye contact with another coworker and be like, Whoa, is yeah. he okay? Mm-hmm. But, or talk uh, about it privately. Yeah. 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 Even the other way around is weird because like um, our our mutual friend Larry was over at my house the other day. We were doing the another podcast, mm-hmm. and Larry looked at me. He goes, "Hey, buddy!" Like um, he he did like the hourglass hand thing. He's like, "Your face is a little more contoured." And I was like, "Your face is an hourglass." Yeah, I was like, I was like, I know I've lost weight, but thanks for admitting that I had a fat face at one point in time. <laughs> yeah, thanks. that must have been really hard because Larry's gained like 400 pounds. This year. <laughs> yeah, it's not even it must Larry. Have been really hard not to say anything. <laughs> we call him Larry. No. <laughs> uh, next question. Do you think elves have modernized the delivery service of the good list over time now? Or is this still just like shipments and shipments and shipments of that red box <laughs> i mean i hope i've hoped they've streamlined that also i really enjoyed the old school federal express trucks <laughs> um but yeah i mean i hope it's like digital yeah i hope it's just a hard i hope it's a hard drive or like a google drive folder yeah, now yeah you know what i mean like that's just a waste that's a of huge like, waste. yeah of transportation paper yeah i'm in an office that's trying to go paperless now and there's nothing more frustrating than like you know, having the resources to move on from paper and not pulling the trigger on it. You know, my first uh, real estate job, my my mentor at the time, he very old school, like 27 years in the business, like 27 years. And when you walk in, I mean, there's like files stacked from like the, the cabinets to the ceiling, literally. And I was kind of like, this place is a fire hazard to work in. Good <laughs> God. No, you can't even yeah. light a candle in here. So. Yeah. Once a year, the elves turn whatever place they're sending that stuff to into a similar fire hazard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number 10, what are your thoughts if you're Santa's ex? Mm. <laughs> That's a really good question. <laughs> Like she's denying it, she's denying it, and then that glimmer, and she's like, "Oh my God, you're him." I know. I I do think that was kind of like odd placement because like she didn't really see anything. Like we didn't see any change. It was like Mm -hmm. I just believe it now for some reason after not believing it for a whole movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, in theory, it's kind of cool to say like. I dated Santa. I, dated I was Santa married Claus to Santa or Claus. something. But I birthed Santa's kid. So. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, call me crazy. I don't find uh, obese men with long white hair and beards and who only wear one color attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say it out. I'm just gonna say. Okay. It. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just your preference. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. well, I mean, I feel like I would, I'd be like, wow. Okay. Like glow up after we break up, Mm -hmm. you know, like, why couldn't you like be this for me while we were together? Like that's, (laughs) you know, (laughs) 
that's that's kind of where I'm coming from. Yeah. You know, when you mm-hmm. see someone finally like get their act together after you're no longer in the picture. Yeah. I think oh. I, I would go out. Uh, I think I would go out and get like a revenge fuck with the tooth fairy or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can visit billions of kids of one night, but you can't return a text. I see. <laughs> Priorities. Uh, last hot topic. If Charlie, and you touched on this earlier, Lindsay, right on the head. If Charlie goes in the family business, does that mean he's going to kill Scott? <laughs> I feel like, yes. I feel like he, I, that was, he, he like had his mind made up. He like knows what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Because we haven't learned of any other method of Santa like getting transferred over unless someone gets pushed <laughs> off a roof. Like there, it doesn't feel like you can just retire and say, oh, okay, I'm going to hand that off to my son. Yeah. Like does nepotism work with like the Santa biz? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think like, I think the wording of the Santa Claus says like, if something should happen to me uh, and if I should die or if I can no longer fulfill my role as Santa Claus, then, you know, the, the responsibility passes on to so-and-so, whoever wears the suit next, I guess. Um, but it doesn't say how they determine, like... Not being able to fulfill the duties. Yes, yeah. yeah. yeah they, they don't say how they determine competency. And it doesn't sound like, I don't know, there's a... It sounds like murder is the only way, yeah. basically. And it sounds like Charlie's planning on that already, but... I don't know. Tim Allen seems like the kind of guy who would love to get killed by his son. Yeah. He'll be know? like, the time has come. Yeah. You know, I'm a hundred years old. Mm-hmm. Also like zero qualifications needed and zero like morality checks. Right. Like if, like what yeah. if it wasn't Tim Allen, what if it wasn't Scott Calvin who happened to be the guy to kill Santa Baxter? It was like a terrible, I don't know, like convict or something. And, <laughs> oh, I'm going to be the new Santa. Fuck. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You mean a worse convict than who became Santa Claus? <laughs> yes. Uh, and then on top of that, like, I, I, you know, the kid who played Charlie has got to be now in his early mid thirties. Right. And so I would think like, wouldn't it be the appropriate time to make the ultimate Santa Claus sequel where maybe the sacrifice must be made. Maybe Tim <laughs> Allen, it's like a Nakatomi Plaza thing. He's just hanging there. He's like, Charlie, you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> just let them fall. And yeah. like, no! <laughs> they didn't yeah. specify which roof. Yeah. Or yeah. if it had to be a roof, it could be yeah. a ritual sacrifice. <laughs> it wasn't even a long fall. Like it, it was like a one-story house. Yeah. yeah like that, he definitely with a with a lot of snow on the ground. Also, like it, yeah. when they walk away from the corpse, Santa's hand is waving. Like, did, did you guys see that? No. So he picks up the card and they're standing over him for like five minutes. But then he like dissolves. Yeah, but the minute they walk away and climb up the roof, like there's one more shot of Santa Claus where his hand is going like this. Ew. You know? Ew, I don't like that at all. Yeah. So he, like, he suffered. <laughs> like Santa Claus suffered before he died. Before he turned into the ether. Yeah, yeah. He was probably suffering from internal bleeding or something. Oh. God. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break here. We're going to give a shout out to our sponsors, Alchemy Comedy Theater, which is how I know Lindsay and Manis. Lindsay is actually the AD director uh, right now of Alchemy Comedy Theater. We're planning to come back at some point in 2021. Uh, I talked to the owner, Harrison Brookie, the other day, and we do have some plans coming up. He's not ready yet to reveal them. I know there's a couple more meetings and some little more things to bog down with L- Lindsay and Nicole and, and uh, uh, Arithia, who are the 
Illuminati of the Alchemy Comedy Theater. But please, <laughs> but please be uh, sure to check the website, check the Facebook, and check out the podcast as well, the Alchemy Comedy Podcast, as we announce some upcoming things in 2021. Um, let's go to buy and sell. Uh, the first one is a very dear-hearted one. We kind of touched on it earlier, uh, but I want to see. So now I want to make a statement, and I want to see someone buy the statement but they believe in it and then they provide the evidence and then someone's gonna sell the statement and you know provide the evidence of why the statement is not true in this case the first statement is denny's is an american institution quote i'm gonna sell that one um <laughs> i've been in i've been in very well i just like i've i i haven't had very many extremely positive um experiences in Denny's the one like iconic Denny's memory that I have that is a story that my family still tells <laughs> is we went to a Denny's that was like across the street from my grandparents church just because it was like it was very close and we were like oh, let's just get some breakfast after church and I was like a, a teen tween you know I was like relatively young and I just got like a bagel. Like I didn't, I didn't get anything crazy. And I had to say it like three times because the lady just like was not understanding that I wasn't getting, is that where they have the grand slam? Like that I wasn't yep. getting like a large plate. And she literally said, you don't want no meat. <laughs> and, like, that's something that we still say. And it was at least 10 years ago. And it was, I was just so caught off guard because I was like, why are you being so aggressive with me? Like it's <laughs> nine in the morning. I just wanted a bagel. <laughs> so I'm going to sell that one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hope when you are much, much, much way down in the future and in and, and, and the eventable day that you pass, I hope like a grandchild, your daughter or your son tells a story of, you don't want no meat. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I feel like <laughs> that's, there's a possibility of that. <laughs> I'm going to uh, buy the statement that Denny's is an American institution um, for a couple reasons. One, I think the right to have an awful breakfast served to you at any time <laughs> of day or night, any day of the week, like that should be like the 23rd or 24th amendment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How many amendments are there? I think we're there? in the low 30s. Oh, it should be like the 40th or 50th <laughs> amendment. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, think it, I think we have like 26, 32, something like that. Something like that. I think 32, maybe. I think, 20, I think it's 26 amendments, 32 teeth in the human head. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But uh, I think that's like an American right. And I believe everybody's got a terrible Denny's story, just like Lindsay's uh about a, a bad food or a bad interaction. 27. There are 27 amendments. Okay. This should the 28th <laughs> amendment should be. Americans have the right to have a terrible breakfast served to them at a Denny's at any time. And uh, that's why I buy Denny's wait, as an American institution. Wait, hold on. I'm, every, every answer I'm looking at is something different. Now I'm seeing 32. Okay. It should be, <laughs> it should be the, the 60th or 70th amendment. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. An American history podcast. Because I guess uh, how many, yeah. like there have been amendments that have been like repealed, right? Yeah, prohibition. Yeah. Yeah, so there's maybe there's 32, and some of them have been repealed to bring it to 26 or maybe. something. Anytime anyone says amendments, I think of Jim Jeffries' joke where he talks mm -hmm. about gun control, and it's like, you can't change your amendment. It's like, yes, I can. It's called an <laughs> amendment. Yeah. That's the <laughs> yeah. point. Uh, also, before we move on from Denny's, I, the, I was not present for this story, but 
was like 15 years ago or so. Some really good friends of mine, they're in the indie pro uh, wrestling industry. And mm-hmm. they were coming out from a show. It's like 2 a.m. in the morning. They go to Denny's as one does after you are wrestling and greased up and just mm-hmm. tired of shit in the South. And one guy... Whew. let me see the story goes the waitress comes over and she's asking the people like what do they want to drink and it gets to him and this guy just like puts his elbow down face like on his fist looks at her and goes go bath water oh my god uh, <laughs> and then she never came back to the table yeah i mean yeah. i wouldn't see i told you andrew everybody's got a terrible denny's story yeah that's why i feel like i'm if i'm a little iffy on it <laughs> Going back to the Santa we were talking about with the waving and all, the second buyer sell is Santa is a Jedi. <laughs> As we know, when mm. one Jedi dies, they just fade away for some reason. They just that, slowly appear and the robe is left. That is true. <laughs> and now Disney owns, owns Lucas. So I'm just saying, Santa is a Jedi is a statement. Mm-hmm. Mm. What do you think? I'm going to uh, sell, Ooh. and I'm going to counter with Santa is a Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my god! He's got Please all go sorts on. of futuristic technology, um, and he receives his order from a shadowy entity that is seemingly beyond time in the form of the North Pole. I think Santa is a Terminator, and he takes other people's clothes. See, I feel like I could buy this in the same way where they're, where they're like, is Mary Poppins p- could could be part of the Harry Potter universe? Like, there could be some crossovers that you don't think, mm-hmm. but like could exist because like there's so many unknown technologies that like maybe that's how he goes down the chimney because they didn't really explain how he mm-hmm. can like morph his body like that. Maybe mm-hmm. he's like using the force on his organs that's to like true. kind of warp them. Yeah, you know, yeah. he has he's got he's got. A lot of control over the situation. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, he knows what he's like. You know. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. That is true. That's something I never considered, but I could. Mm-hmm. I could be into it. Yeah, we're <laughs> torn, Andrew. What do you think? I do like the Terminator thing, and here's why. You said it earlier. <laughs> the 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 wave reminds me of like when Terminator is melting in Judgment Day, mm-hmm. and he gives the thumbs the up. Thumbs as- up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is very Terminator esque. Uh third buyer sale scott had to have missed some kids on that first night as santa right uh, just, sure. like yeah okay so you're buying it i'm buying it yeah i buy he, he must have like right unless his house was one of the last few you know i just don't see him i mean i guess they do stay out all night but i just don't buy that he went to every single house they never see they never see him leave north america i don't think i know and but but i like i i i agree i'm assuming he probably didn't but also you never see santa going all over the place in in santa claus movies like you we never see him go to every house so Mm -hmm. i don't know i feel like realistically i if i was a first time santa i would hit like a couple kids in each place Mm -hmm. just so like everywhere had some presence but all the kids in the area still knew him right away Mm-hmm. And for that many like rando children, that's true. To come up to him and like be aware of him, I feel like maybe he did at least a good job mm-hmm. in his area. Yeah, I don't know. Could be. I think the farthest he went was Cleveland. I that's think because right. he, yeah. he references, "Hey, buddy, I was about to be in Cleveland." But like oh, but that was at the end. Yeah, the, yeah. But they don't yeah. show any like like mm-hmm. any European countries, any ethnicity 
this this universe is Santa Claus only services the Eastern Midwest. <laughs> it's like District Santas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, fourth buyer sell. It's not a Tim Allen movie without the grunt. For sure. I buy this 100%. He's got to break out a grunt in every single movie. And in this one, he does like a ho, ho, ho. That's like his <laughs> that's his spin on the grunt. And this one is incorporating into the lab. I feel like he makes some guttural sounds too when he's like realizing that he's like getting thick with two C's. <laughs> like yeah. trying to like work his way out of being chunky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like we hear some definitely like guttural body noises. Yeah. Although on the flip side of this, there are Tim Allen movies that exist that don't have the grunt in them. They're called Dennis Quaid movies. <laughs> <laughs> or I think Pixar, I'm sure Pixar restricts him because I can't imagine yeah, to does... infinity and beyond. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Buzz grunts. <laughs> <laughs> Those are weird sentences to say. I don't think Buzz grunts. <laughs> uh, number five. Everyone needs to carry a just in case clause at all times. <laughs> Honestly, I think you've stumbled onto something here, Andrew. I think that's pretty genius. I think like let's stop selling life insurance and start mm-hmm. selling people little business cards with a lot of fine print on them that have resp- specific restrictions for whoever kills them either on purpose or by accident uh-huh. that requires them to I don't know, pay out hundreds of thousands of dollars. I feel like if you do that, become though, them. You've, I feel like that is just setting up to have like a million moguls where like someone's got to fulfill the role. Yeah. Like, you know, like you, you're limiting the number of like things that people can do because someone always has to fill those roles and you like can't right. veer from those. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. This could come, turn into a situation really badly where, you know, for any accidental death that happens in the world, somebody has to like change their job and like move and become a different, join a different family. Uh, let's see. What was the next one? Oh, number six. This is controversial, but again, we already got controversy from the smoking depiction and crudeness. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're the king of controversy, Andrew. <laughs> I try, but <laughs> if an elf roofies you, it's not immoral. So the elf? first night, so remember the first night that he's Santa, mm-hmm. like he's given drinks by Judy and eventually just takes a big nappy nap and then is supposed to like forget everything happened. Mm. Yeah. I mean, she said she'd been working on it for like 1200 years or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was she is, does she run a lab and she invented roofies? Is that what we're learning from Judy? Ooh, this could very well be. Yeah. I think the way you phrased that question too is very interesting, Andrew, because you said, if an elf roofies you, it's not immoral. And mm-hmm. so now we got to get into the conversation. Do elves even have morals? Do they have souls? <laughs> are they Terminator automatons? Yep. And like, why are elves roofing? Is it just to preserve the magic of Christmas? Mm-hmm. You know, like, do they just want you to wake up in bed and be like, ooh, it was just magic? Are they, you know... Because that feels like it's not... That feels a little Machiavellian, like ends justify the means if you got a lot of people still believing in the magic of Christmas. Mm. Yeah, and they just had some cocoa and they're safe. Yeah, but also like, is that their intention? Yeah, you know, we don't know. We I, haven't. Andrew, I think you should like shut down the podcast, and we'll just go. We got to all read a few books about this and like <laughs> yeah. study up and come back <laughs> and be prepared to have a like real deep conversation about mm-hmm. what we learned. I'll take you up on that. So number seven, 
there must have been a lot of Santas harassed in town when the police were looking for Scott. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, <laughs> let's face it. Scott, Tim Allen in the Santa prosthesis and hair and makeup and everything just looks like a pretty decent mall Santa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't look so much like the genuine article. Well, he's not, he's not old. Like he's not old enough to look like a genuine, genuine Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I definitely, a lot of other Santas got harassed because like any Santa in costume looks like what apparently the real Santa looks like. You know what I mean? But also I feel like the cop, well, you know, we are, we already saw them do a lineup of like a bunch of different Santas Mm -hmm. so that Charlie's mom could look at them. And they were very, very varied in the like body shape height. Mm -hmm. Like there were some skinny Santas in there. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah. They, uh, but that, that, I think that proves his, answer this question true oh that no a lot I agree. of santas were harassed and wrongly yeah, arrested they probably ruined some people's evenings like the dad dressed up like santa like just because mm-hmm. it's fun and then he gets ripped out of their home yeah you think he's a kidnapper mm-hmm. he gets frisked yeah sure. a ton of people got frisked mm-hmm. uh number eight now i don't want to be disrespectful to a child but number eight <laughs> hot Char- start <laughs> charlie <laughs> is such an ugly crier honestly like i feel like he did a pretty good job like the actor like crying crying pretty genuinely like that i think an ugly i i think he's an ugly crier but i think that's a genuine cry Mm -hmm. like if you're a too pretty of a crier where you just have like a single tear i'm like you're not actually upset Mm. (laughs) you know like i i agree but i also am i'm into that because i feel like it made the scene more authentic yeah I'm going to sell because I don't think this was his real crying. I think they were doing the menthol stick in uh-huh. the eye trick to get him <laughs> to water up a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, that old move. Uh, so he could be a very ugly crier, but I don't think these, this is, I don't think these are his real sobs. Mm. You know what I mean? Make him sob for real. <laughs> make that child sob for real. You can make them sob by sticking a giant Q-tip up their nose for a COVID test. That's, oh, that's, oh that's how you do it. So also I love Lindsay's take from like a theater background. I'm like this, that was like authentic. Yeah. I mean, reminds me of this. If you ever get to work with Joe Johnson on stage again, for, for whatever reason you can pimp him out to make him cry on stage, he will do it. Great. (laughs) Joe is oddly creepily good at crying on stage. I don't know. I love to know that about another performer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number nine. If you eat a salad with no dressing, you're allowed to eat as much dessert as you want. <laughs> I mean, kind of. I feel like all the calories in a salad are just the dressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really like is. Like, vegetables are, like, you know, 80% water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people nowadays, from what I've read recently, are trying to fight the notion that you have to, like, earn your food or earn a dessert or something like that by yeah. working out or doing stuff like that earlier in the day. But I think he did earn that dessert in a different way than they mean, because if you can choke down a dry fucking salad with no, with no croutons or no dressing or anything, basically just eating a head of iceberg lettuce. 
But see, like, like I'm into that. <laughs> if you can, if you can do that, like you deserve, you you've earned the right to eat whatever you want after that. In my book. so that means I get to eat whatever I want all the time because we like we regular. <laughs> no, like not even not even podcast related. Like I really enjoy ice lettuce, and I put it on a lot of like I put too much of it on burgers. And but stuff. you don't eat a bunch of iceberg lettuce like straight like but i would if, if i served you a bowl full to the brim of dry iceberg <laughs> lettuce but dry iceberg lettuce is still wet uh-huh i dry it out <laughs> I, I hang it on a clothesline I, I don't know what it is that's so satisfying and weird when you get a wedge salad in a restaurant it's like they just cut a hunk, they threw it in a bowl, mm-hmm. put some blue cheese crumbles, tomatoes, and bacon, and that's all they did. They didn't even I like... want to like pick it up and grab it. Like I want to like <laughs> yeah. eat, grab it and like rip a piece off. Like it feels like when they cut it like that, mm-hmm. make, it feels like I should be eating it that way. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it's all about balance. I think that's the way that we all should treat our diets, you know, have some sad pieces of lettuce by themselves. And then mm-hmm. you get to have cookies and cheesecake and creme brulee and all the other things you like. Oh, I, I did. Milk. I did that today. I had a sushi date with a with a friend of mine at uh, noon and I had like nothing but sashimi and just lean mm-hmm. fish, no rice. And then I had a snack. And then when I came home for dinner, I wasn't in the mood to actually eat anything. But instead, I just ate like my wife's like pumpkin squares out of the oven which are like this like cake batter thing. And I was like, this is, this is just all I want right now. Is that fine? Yeah. So. Balance. The kids Balance, looked at me yeah. like, what we have to wait, what? Like, <laughs> when you get older, you'll get it. So yeah. Yeah. Last, last buy or sell. And I feel very passionate about it because I, I thought of this even before, way before the podcast even existed and the number 10 buy or sell final buy or sell. Neil didn't deserve that weenie whistle. <laughs> I feel like he needed the whistle to fully believe, which is like not great because you should believe without having like proof. I mean, that's I feel like that's yeah. what the movie is saying. But I don't think he would have had at, like the redemption of like, oh, maybe he you know does believe if he didn't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily mean know that that means he deserves it, but I think it was necessary for the story in order for him to not be like the only one that's like, no, it's still fake, you know, after everyone mm-hmm. else is believing. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to say, uh, he earned the, uh, the wiener whistle. I think like, (laughs) I think, I think a lot of in this universe, I think there's a lot of like kids who are maybe on Santa's naughty list who grew up to be perfectly fine adults. And Scott's probably in that group. You know what I mean? Uh, or I guess, I guess he didn't get his gift because he stopped believing. Are you talking about Scott or Neil? Neil. Sorry, Neil. Did I say Scott? You did. Sorry. We're talking about Neil, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think he was like a, a naughty kid or a kid who just, you know, for, for circumstances, circumstances caused him to not believe in Santa Claus. But he grew up to be a perfectly fine guy as much as this movie wants to. Yeah, but like, I think he's like a know-it-all. I think he's like he stopped believing because he was like, I'm smarter than other children who believe in Santa Claus. I guess so. Like, that's yeah. the vibe that I get from him as but a kid. I, yeah, I don't think. No. Like, he, he gives the vibe of like he might ruin it for another kid. Yeah, I guess so. On my list, though, on my Santa's naughty nice list, I don't I don't count know-it-alls as naughty kids. I wouldn't either. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I think he would be a kid that would yeah. ruin it for other kids. <laughs> yeah. I'm just that saying, doesn't necessarily mean he's naughty. I just I think that could Yeah. I'm just saying he's grown up since then and people deserve a second chance. You know what I mean? I think very few kids deserve to be on the naughty list to begin with. I think yeah. more kids who act out yeah. like have something going on. And even on. the ones who do deserve the chance to, you know, redeem themselves, right? And like yeah. grow up to be nice kids. Yeah. Or nice adults. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's what yeah. I'm saying about the, Neil. The, the villains in this movie for sure were the ones who were like overly aggressive, like Santa doesn't exist. Stop being stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it was very tropey. And like the thing is, like, it's, yeah. a, it's a Christmas movie. You know, it's like, why is it, why is everyone gonna be so hating? I know. And it feels like you're asking a lot. You're asking kids to be very like adult and have adult reasoning when they like want to believe in Santa Claus, you know, being like, you're, you're too old for this to be thinking these like childish thoughts. It's like that kid is a child. Why would they not be thinking childish thoughts? Mm -hmm. They should be, they should be thinking like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I feel like if he had not gotten it, it would have not been as like nicely packaged at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a nice moment. His face when he blows into it is pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I also just love his uh, kitty big doe eyes when he looks at Scott at the end. He's like, Santa? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he like is in a trance. Yeah, yeah you return to that childhood wonderment. Somebody a three-year-old when yeah. you got it for him. He oh. didn't just go back to childhood. He went back to like toddlerhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Somebody in casting like... I, I've always said this since I've seen the movie, like did a wonderful job l- like looking at Tim Allen's face and going, you got it to the look to be Santa. Cause I just, you have, you have the Santa Claus bone structure. <laughs> <laughs> you have good bone structure. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Any final thoughts on the Santa Claus before we end it out? Uh, no, I mean, this yeah. is a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Christmas classic. It's on the, you know, the cheesier side of Christmas classics, but it's an enjoyable one. Um, I think our friend Ben Burris actually tweeted about this movie the other day, and he had a pretty funny take, which is just like viewing this movie through an adult lens. It's really about a man like losing control of his mind and body, <laughs> and, like, it's kind of, and like the people around him notice, and it's kind of horrific. Um, but uh, but you know, if you view it for what it is, which is just like a childhood goof around movie, it's it's pretty fun. Childhood goof around. Mm-hmm. But you know what, Andrew? What I what I thought of on the drive home as we were preparing to watch this movie, uh, uh, and we'll have to do it next year is uh, to do a Legal Giants episode based on Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's a courtroom Christmas they, yeah. movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my pitch for next so year's Christmas podcast. So over the top too, like with the drama, like Santa's not real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. But it's this is prescient the- too. It involves the post office. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> but we hope you've enjoyed this month's false start of Christmas themed movies with uh, Rocky Four, Santa and Muscles, and um, why am I blanking? What was the other one we did? Uh, jingle all the uh, way. Jingle all the way. That's right. Jingle all the way. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> this being the finale, I'm glad we ended on a good one there. Uh, be sure to give us a five star review. Give us uh, guess subscribe also, whatever you listen to, whether it be uh, on Amazon Echo, whether it be on Spotify, Apple, uh, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, all the rest. We're on on them all. You're already hearing our voice. So give us a subscribe and like there. Uh, we're going to bring out more episodes in 2021. We are also approaching the 100th episode and two year anniversary coming up soon of False Start. Uh, so thank you so much for all the support of listeners out there we've had in the past five months over uh 4,000 downloads and Woo, uh, it's awesome. been that's it's great. been super fun and couldn't do it without you guys always fun to have you guys on the show yeah and, thanks for having yeah, us for and having thanks me. for 
tolerating uh, me for four episodes in a row and Lindsay for two episodes this month. <laughs> it's always fun. That's why I keep asking you back on. So yeah, Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas to the listeners. Happy holidays. Enjoy the end of 2020 like we all should because screw this year. Yeah.